Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. She's like, that's weird. I thought it was there. I was like, have you even been on this website that you're <laughs> And then they would be told by their uplines to just be like, nope, next, like move on. She doesn't get it. She's a hater. She just wants to bring us down. And then Mm -hmm. they would just ignore you. Like that's what you're told to do. And what made me most upset about all the information they indoctrinate you with and that they throw at you because there is, you never could, you could just spend all your time reading the information and you would never get through it all because they inundate you with so many uh, team calls, corporate calls, and then back office team files, and then back office corporate files on the website. And I just remember being so upset when the IRS came after me and was like, oh, hey, you didn't pay quarterly taxes after you hit the certain tax bracket. You now have to pay fines and penalties. I I am still paying on $11,500 fine. Nothing they told you would happen. You had no idea that was going to happen. I will be like, yeah, you know what? Like I screwed up. I didn't know. But I just wondered why in all that information, didn't they give us any information on the taxes. Like I didn't know you had to pay quarterly taxes. I always, I was a hairstylist. I I did my taxes annually. Right. And Uh, it's because (sighs) the misinformation keeps you trapped. Right. Right. And that was one thing that, that was one of the big things too, that woke me up. I was like, Ooh, this is now you've got this huge tax bill. And now you've got more sunk cost fallacy where you're like, Oh God, I'm in it even deeper. I have to stay. I got to get myself out of this hole now. Yeah. Mm. No, 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 no. Um, T, thought control. Require members to internalize the group's doctrine as truth. So (laughs) my MLM's doctrine was blessing lives and strengthening families. Grace said that all the time. Just bless their lives and strengthen their families. If, if you, if they didn't want to join, you could sell them clothes and bless their lives with beautiful clothes. And if they did want to join, you could bless their family by giving them the ability to strengthen it with, with this opportunity. Um, and it was literally, it was our doctrine. Like we talked about it all the times we're here to bless lives. We're here to strengthen families. Um, and then all the legal stuff happened and they actually had to take blessing lives off (laughs) of their (laughs) mission statement. Because it was very clear they weren't doing that anymore. You should have put ruining lives. <laughs> I know I was like, wait, we don't bless lives anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm Yesterday we did. Today we don't. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I mean, actually, it's not funny, but I wasn't married at the time that I was an MLM, but I remember being around all these families and people who were married. And let me tell you, those spouses, they didn't look blessed or strengthened in no. <laughs> any way. The, the, the CEO of LuLaRoe told me to find a new husband. Yeah, she literally she said that to me. Maybe you should find a new husband. I was like, hmm, thanks, owner of this company. <laughs> like, so a, shady. What a cool thing to say to somebody when they ask you for business advice. Just find a new husband. It'll be easier. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to find a new husband than it is to succeed in this cult. So just do what I say. I know what I'm talking about. See, if there were others corroborating what we're saying people would think we're absolutely nuts they would be like girl you were just selling leggings like the ceo didn't say that to you it was a leggings company Mm -hmm. no i I could drop some names of the people that i remember standing around that were 
in that circle at that training when Deanne said that to me. And I'd be like, that person was there, that person was there, that couple was there, that person. I remember, I will never forget that moment in my life. It is a core memory now, like the little glowing core memory from inside out. It is, and if she I will said it never to you, forget it for the rest of my life. And if she said it to me, she said it to others. How many other people did she say it to? Ugh, Just ridiculous. So Ugh. So, um, right. That goes into the organizing people into an us versus them insiders and outsiders. Um, the ones that are in that are successful, the ones that are out that are haters, uh, changing a person's name and identity. Now that doesn't really happen in the name aspect, but definitely the identity. Do you yes. feel like your identity changed while you were in MLM? Cause I know mine did. Ooh, girl, you know, before I joined MLM, which keep in mind, that was 2013. So social media was just really getting big, but I remember like feeling awkward, even posting a selfie of me. Like I Mm -hmm. barely posted a selfie of myself and two years in, I was a completely different person. I was posting a selfie every single day to anybody who followed me that I'm so sorry. Like I was, and I, I started posting like three to five times a day. Cause that's what we were taught to do. And I did everything they asked. <laughs> it was exhausting. And I just, yeah. And I started really like oversharing, which I've always been outgoing, you know, regardless, but, um, my identity completely changed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. There's so many ways it's hard to even recall it. I look at the pictures like on my Facebook And for a long time, like when I would get Facebook memories, I'd be like, ugh, untag, delete. Now what I'm doing is I'm taking those photos and I'm sharing them and I'm doing like cringe posts. (laughs) Look at what (laughs) I did. How (laughs) gross was I? Because people know me now and they see me champion, championing. I can't even say that word. Championing. I can't say it either. (laughs) Right? Championing these survivors. And having them on my podcast and talking to them and, and helping them find their power back, get their power back and, and find themselves again. And being like, girl, you're not alone. Like, you know, and um, gosh, I just, mm, you know, um, for um, me, one way that my identity really changed that I think bugged me the most is, so I grew up in a very strict religious family. And I left the church after my divorce in my very early twenties, uh, cause I was judged ridiculously for it. And I just didn't want anything more to do with religion. Uh, no offense to anybody who's involved in religion. Good for you. Uh, but I, you know, in the religion that I was raised in, I just remember like women are always supposed to be happy. You're always supposed to be happy. You're always supposed to be smiling. You're always supposed to have this huge yeah. positivity about you. And I remember once I left that feeling like it's okay to like, call stuff for what it is. Like, and I would, I remember I would always say like, I'm a realist, like you, you know, and then I joined MLM like six years later and holy cow. I just remember like any little thing that was negative. I was like, no, I'm not looking at that. Nope. That's negative. That'll attract bad things to me. Like I believed in the law of attraction, which is very toxic because it completely denies privilege Mm -hmm. and it denies people being victims when they've actually been victimized, you know? Mm -hmm. And it says, oh, if you've, if something bad has happened to you, you must've caused that, which is victim blaming. And I believe that's my problem with it too. (laughs) Yeah. And I believed all of it. And I just remember now 
I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm back to like my old self of like calling crap for what it is and not being afraid to do that and not being afraid to not be positive and upbeat all the time. And the people in my life like might think, oh, she's negative now, you know, like she's depressed or whatever. And I'm like, no, like I feel good because I'm not having to fake things all the time. I'm not having to mm-hmm. fake this positivity all the time. Yeah. That's actually number four is the encouragement of only good and proper thoughts. Oh, Oh. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like number seven, which is teaching thought stopping techniques, which shut down reality testing by stopping negative thoughts and allowing only positive thoughts, including denial, rationalization, justification, wishful thinking, (laughs) chanting, chanting. That's a big one. Meditating praying, speaking in tongues and singing or humming. Now I didn't see the speaking in tongues or the meditating really in MLM, but definitely the chanting, uh, definitely the praying. They were always adding religious things into it. Definitely the singing and the humming. Um, anytime you went to any of these conventions, retreats, trainings, opportunity, whatever's big stage, lots of lights, loud music. Everybody's come on in and dance. We're dancing. We're going to get started in about 10 minutes. Just dance everybody. And you're just like, okay, I guess I'll dance. Um, there's lots of pictures of me dancing. I was on stage dancing, I think in one of the videos on, ugh. so yeah. Cause they're trying so to hype much you singing up. Into, yeah. Hype, 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 hype. Mm-hmm. So much hype. Um, for me, I saw the, so d- the denial, rationalization, justification, wishful thinking, I could have had all that stamped on my forehead. That was me. <laughs> um, the chanting. Yeah. You, you learn certain phrases that they say over and over and over again. Yes, and the cadence to, to, of it. To make sure that you're, you're staying positive and staying in the right mindset. Yeah. Ugh. Meditating. Um, yes, I've seen that, but not to the extent right. that this is probably recommending, um, praying, no speaking in tongues did that in church growing up but not, not in mlm yeah i didn't see those in mlm that much we went to like yeah. prayer like like mark would be like i know that we're not gonna we're not really do this but i just wanted to say my you know my favorite scripture from the book of mormon and then we're just gonna do this little prayer before we get started and i'm just sitting there like i'm baptized lutheran raised by completely agnostic parents and i'm just like uh what do i do like i know so i don't know awkward. what to do when we're all praying uh, do I just put my head down or like, it, it's awkward and they I didn't grow up that way. And they don't care about anybody else's religion. Mm-hmm. No, just theirs. no, no, not at all. So it was totally mm-hmm. like all the Mormon religion. And I was like, whatever, Ugh. I don't know anything about this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, uh, labeling alternative belief systems as illegitimate evil are not useful. Um, which I just think like, I see that so much that this anti MLM is this alternative belief system with multi-level marketing. And um, we're illegitimate because we're haters, we're bitter, we were losers, uh, we couldn't make it, we, we didn't know how to work hard enough, um, mm-hmm. we, uh, we don't want what's best for people, we are anti-feminist, we are anti-empowerment, um, we hate women. I mean, just the most ridiculous things. Yeah, no, we love women, which is Absolutely why we Absolutely ridiculous I was yeah. like, uh, that's why I do this. <laughs> I still get comments on my videos that are like, ah, you are just so negative. Imagine having an entire YouTube channel just made to take <laughs> people down and to tear women down and tear down their dreams. You're just so lame. You should focus on something better. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, like, this is my job. 
<laughs> I'm like, okay, little cult person. Like, I'm not even going to reply because you're in a cult. I get it. I was there right, too. Right, right. You're like, okay, well, I know where that stage in the cult game you're at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Girl, I've been there. You're halfway through. You're almost done. Um, <laughs> you're going to see it soon enough. Uh, and then the last, the last topic, uh, in the bite model is, is E the emotional control. Um, I think this one is probably the biggest one for multi-level marketing, um, because for, and maybe the thought one too, but for me, it was so emotional being in was emotional, not getting, um, the leggings I wanted was emotional sitting in a launch and, and being kicked out of my cart and having it empty and being in like that chat group with your team and a text. And you're like, Oh my God, did I just get kicked out? Did you get kicked out? I just got kicked out. And everybody, it's literally the most negative space you can be in. Um, and just so much emotional manipulation. And if anything bad happened, it was my fault. Or like, oh, well, yeah. was your internet not fast enough? You have an older computer, right? Maybe you should have used like your iPhone or your, your, your iPad. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> thank you for invalidating how I feel. And, you know, everybody complains it needs to be fixed. And then they make tweaks to fix it, but nothing gets fixed. And it's maybe no. even worse the next time. And it's just this, I honestly feel that it's an emotional manipulation. Um, Mm -hmm. You feel so bad when it happens that you don't want to feel it again. So you're going to try harder next time or whatever. I don't really know the whole point of that, but uh, other than just to emotionally manipulate you and and keep you down. The emotional manipulation got to me the worst. Yeah. Something I Um, still work to overcome. mm Mm-hmm. Uh, number two says teach emotion stopping techniques to block feelings of homesickness, anger, doubt, whatever. Um, I experienced that sort of like, Oh yeah. You know, you don't want to just, just set it aside and work on income producing activities, but I'm like, but this is really upsetting me. Oh, well you're not going to make any money if you sit around being upset all day. So why don't you just put that aside and you can deal with it later and just sell, 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 sell. So you can buy, 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 buy. Yep. I remember the the doubt. I remember just think feeling guilty for having doubt, for mm-hmm. feeling guilty for having any type of critical thought. Yeah, that should be four. That should be a normal thought. Yeah, there it is, guilt. And I just, I just remember <laughs> just, being like, oh my gosh, I can't have doubt because then I'm going to attract bad things to me. Yeah. Like you know, and so then you're just at war with yourself. It's miserable. Yeah. I like number three and number four. Number three says, make the person feel that problems are always their own fault and never the leader or the group's fault. But the opposite of that is anytime something good happens, it's definitely because of the leader or the group. And only them. And only them. Oh, look, I'm at Disneyland today. Thank you, LuLaRoe. Not thank you, Roberta, for working hard and selling those leggings and getting the money to actually be able to go. Thank you, LuLaRoe, for providing me the opportunity. Mm-hmm. No, no, Lula Row doesn't get the thanks on those anymore. In fact, when those posts come up, I delete that hashtag because I'm like, no, they don't get no, uh, 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 <laughs> nope, nope. Um, and then yeah, number four, the guilt. Promote feelings of guilt or unworthiness, such as identity guilt. Uh, you're not living up to your potential. Check, check, check. Your family is deficient. Your past is suspect. Your affiliations are unwise. Your thoughts, feelings, actions are irrelevant or selfish. Social guilt, historical guilt. I don't know, maybe not so much the historical guilt, definitely social guilt. Yes. Uh, definitely your thoughts, feelings, and actions are irrelevant and selfish. Um, 
especially if it isn't 100% pro the MLM, like I'm thinking about just going to, down to part-time. <gasps> You're so selfish. Why would you your do that to your team? To your business is going to suffer. You're going to lose people. You're going to lose money. What a selfish decision you're making. And I'm like, a selfish decision to be better for my family. I don't understand what you mean. Like, But see, you're supposed to sacrifice that time with your right. family. They call it a short-term sacrifice right. for a long-term gain. And your family will be so thankful in the future. This is what LuLaRoe told me to say. When my daughter would cry and say, mommy, why are, where are you going? You're going on another retreat. You're going on another training. You're going on another convention, whatever, mommy, why are you leaving again? I was supposed to get down in her face and tell her, oh baby, I love you so much, but mommy has to go help other mommies right now. Mommy has to go help other mommies. That's so sad. I still feel that I still struggle with a lot of these, not the historical guilt, but like I, I have to remind myself that just because I'm not working nonstop or doing something where I help others come into something and build a better life for themselves that I'm, you know, not living up to my potential. I feel like that a lot. And I have to remind myself like, no, 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 no. You're, you're trying to have a normal life. That's what you're doing. And what those are called boundaries, boundaries. Right. And, and like, yeah, it's, it's hard that, I mean, that stays with you, all that emotional manipulation. Mm -hmm. Um, Number five is a big one too. Instilling fear, fear of independent thinking, fear of the outside world, fear of your enemies. Hey, that's me. Um, (laughs) And Josie Uh, losing one salvation. Uh, which was something that like we talked uh, in the, in the episode I did with Ryan, where we talked about Mormonism in the LDS church, uh, I'm sorry, Mormonism and MLMs. We, we talked about that whole like salvation thing too. So it sort of applies, but not technically in LM in, in the MLM aspect. It's more of the people that are involved in the religious and the MLM that they manipulate that sort of the salvation. Um, and I believe when you mix the two, the emotional control so is much so deeper. much worse. It is a spiritual trauma. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, fear. This is a big one. Fear of leaving and being shunned by the group. Ooh, and no. that's a true fear that actually happened to me. And I was told like, you don't want to leave. Like you're going to lose everything. I'd be like, why would I lose all my friends? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Why? If I don't want to sell leggings anymore, like you should be happy. That's one less person selling leggings. You can have my customers. Like you should be happy, but no, 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 no. Um, absolutely not. Oh yeah. Yeah. The fear, uh, Number six, holy cow, that I experienced that so much. The extremes of emotional highs and lows, love bombing oh. and praise one moment and then declaring you're a horrible sinner. Oh my God. <laughs> For us, it, I don't think it'd be, it wouldn't be the word horrible sinner, but it would be like negative person. N- yeah. Negative hater. Mm, yeah. Like, why are you being such a negative Nancy? I'm like, I'm just talking about shipping times. I don't understand why this is so negative. <laughs> or I just um, want a couple of days off. <laughs> right, I'm just going to go to this thing and it's just not going to like, well, that's the weekend of the convention. If you're not going to be there, I don't even know what you're doing in this company. I sign your paychecks. I know you can afford it. And I'm just like, damn, okay. <sighs> you know, the love bombing, I really believe that that is one of the biggest emotional manipulation tactics that they use when a new recruit joins. Because I remember 
joining and just getting love bombed by the entire team and welcome. Oh my gosh, you're going to do so great. What are your goals? Yeah. And with every little goal you have, they're like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. You're going to do it. You're going to go further than you ever thought you would. You're going to change your life. Like you can do this. Oh my gosh. You're just amazing. And now it's so interesting because anybody who is overly nice to me, I'm like, what do you want? I don't trust you. What are you selling? Which before it's sad because I used to be so outgoing and very open. And mm-hmm. I, people probably looked at me like that. Like, what are you selling? And I wasn't selling anything. I just like talking to people and, mm-hmm. you know, getting to know them and whatnot. And now I don't do that. And when somebody does it to me, I don't trust it because those things were used to me. what do you want? (laughs) And it's sad because in a way you become cynical, um, but it's for self-protection. Right. Yeah. Seven doesn't really apply ritualistic and sometimes public confessions of sins. Mm -hmm. No, but I would say the public confessions about my family doesn't support me oh. or you're like urged to talk about the toxic people in your life so that the sisterhood can, can just you can pull relate. you in even yeah. deeper. Yeah, definitely. That's, an, that's actually a really good point that I didn't think about, but it's like the public confession or even when you join and you get the sisterhood, you feel so connected to these people almost immediately because they understand what you're going through at the exact same time you're going through it. Mm-hmm. And you end up getting really close and you end up sharing a lot of really deep secrets or things like that. I don't know, maybe people do have these confessions and then they're sort of uh, manipulated. Like, well, I'm going to tell people about that, you know, and like sort of blackmailed. I don't know. I didn't experience that, but I wouldn't be surprised if that sort of stuff happened within these companies. Oh, absolutely. It happens because I've seen when every, all boundaries are crossed. It's so inappropriate. Um, and I have seen when like, let's say, two top people are close. And let's say like, it's like an upline. If I was your upline, Roberta, and you, I recruited you and then you were like my top earner. And then we were so close. We thought we knew everything about each other and we loved each other. And we were just these sisters. And then I decided to go to a different company. And then you told my team all this BS and all my secrets and all this crap. There it is. That (laughs) happens. It Mm -hmm. I've seen it happen so many times. Yeah, that definitely happens. Like, oh, well, <laughs> she wasn't really serious about it anyway, because did you know that she was, you just like, what? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, number eight, phobia indoctrination, massive, uh, incalculating, irrational fear. I'm, I'm sorry, that's not a word. What does that say? In, in, I, uh, I, I can't even. <laughs> okay. Number eight, phobia indoctrination, uh, irrational fears about leaving the group and questioning the leader's authority. 100%. Oh yeah. 100%. No happiness or no happiness or fulfillment possible outside of the group. Terrible consequences. If you leave, um, these have a lot more like religious connotations of like hell and demon possessions, but there's terrible consequences. If you leave MLM, you're not going to have any money. You're going to like, you know, all the things they say, like, you're not going to be able to pay your bills without us. Like, you're not going to be able to function without us. You're not going to have any friends. If you leave, you're not going to have a support system that you need. Yeah. Um, all those yeah. phobias of everything. Like, Oh my God, I need these people. I have to stay. Um, I've noticed the f- those. Oh, sorry. Continue. No, sorry. I know I've noticed the phobias when it comes to 
leaving the group in MLM, like in religion, it is the fear of hell and eternal damnation. And I remember experiencing that. And that is complete religious trauma that people suffer with for a long time because of that. Um, But in MLM, it is, I do feel it is more mental and emotional. It's not so much like, oh, you're going to lose all the money. It's, well, are you sure? Because then what, who, who are you going to be friends with? Like, you're not going to have this huge support right. system and like, you're not going to be using the product. dance lessons. Like, how are you going to pay for those? Like, you don't want to support your like, kids. You're, you've come so far. Look at all you've learned with the self-help. Like, what are you going to do if you don't have a mentor anymore? Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shunning those who leave. Fear of being rejected by friends and family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, watch the Vice documentary and tell me I wasn't shunned. I mean, those two are definitely I think, real. <laughs> you know, for me, that hurt the worst. That hurt the worst for me too. Everything that absolutely hurt the worst. And I even had somebody recently comment on one of my videos and say that they had their own aunt shun them because she had signed up under her aunt. And then she was like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't like MLM. And like, yeah, her aunt is like, just done with her. It's horrible. Yeah, it's absolutely horrible. Yeah, being rejected by the people that are that recruited you that are maybe friends or family. Um, and, and some of the survivors I talked to are like, yo, God, yeah, we're both still really good friends. Or yeah, you know, I left and then they left shortly after. My best friend left after I did probably a couple months and we're still best friends. Um, and so there definitely are the ability like the instances where you leave and your friends go, I'm leaving too, and it's totally fine. But um, I don't talk to my upline anymore. I don't talk to her upline. In fact, I joined Clubhouse and because we have our, I have her phone number in my phone still, <laughs> it popped up as like, hey, these are your friends that are on Clubhouse. And it was her. And I was like, oh my God. And the next day she wasn't there anymore because most likely she blocked me. <gasps> she saw it and she was like, yep, she does not come up on my friends that have Clubhouse to add anymore. She was up so there for awkward. a day. I was like, wow, really? It's been four years and you still, still mad about not getting those bobby pins, huh, girl? Oh um, yeah. Uh, geez. Terrible consequences. If you, okay. We did that one shunning, um, never a legitimate reason to leave. Those who leave are weak, undisciplined, unspiritual, worldly brainwashed by family counselors, seduced by money, sex, and rock and roll, rock and roll. I that's <laughs> well, that wasn't was seduced by rock and roll. That's <laughs> that, that was a thing in religion. I remember going to a little Pentecostal school and there was this band called like DC talk in the early nineties. And they did like Christian rap and they were like, this is devil music. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Jeez, good times. Wow, okay. Well then, yeah. Okay. So do, okay. So that does make sense. Money, sex and rock and roll, but they don't mention drugs, which I would think that drugs would be more of a seduction than rock and roll, but yeah, you know, I will say, okay. So do you remember how they would always say, turn your car into a mobile university and always have an audiobook playing? Oh, you weren't told that. <laughs> no, but I was told to get auto books, audio books, but I wasn't told the, the mobile university. I was told you're going to be driving a lot to go to all these parties. <laughs> what are you going to be listening to? And I was like, I don't know, like probably Taylor Swift, show tunes, <laughs> like probably like obnoxious show tunes. I'm just going to be <laughs> out and singing them. No, 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 no. You need to get audible. And I'm like, why? I'm like, cause mm. then you can get audiobooks, and then you can get all these books. Eat that frog leaders eat last start with why the go giver, like all of these books and then get them on audiobooks and then listen to them. 
Yeah, no, they told us turn it into your car into mobile university. And if think about how often you're driving or sitting at a stoplight, if you did that for just a short amount of time, you could have the equivalent of a four year degrees worth of knowledge. And (laughs) so I would actually (laughs) listen to music less girl when I would be at the grocery store, I would have headphones on and I would be um, listening to an audiobook, and I stopped listening to as much music. And now I listen to music all the time. And I just, I even feel like more of like this creative drive in me now. And I'm like, yes. man, I really shoved all this down this. when I was in MLM. I realized that I think I love music more than any other form of like entertainment. Mm-hmm. I just, I just love music so much. Like, yeah music can completely change my mood around. I just, mm, music. Girl, so, I've yeah. had Silk Sonic on repeat. Have you oh heard my God, God. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Like oh every God. day since the Grammys. Yes. Yes. My phone is waterproof. I bring it in the shower and I just oh, have yeah. that song on repeat. And it's like, what are you doing in there? Dude, like, I play their dancing. Grammys performance at least once a day because it was oh so lit. <laughs> so good. I'm going to link that song in the comments because if you have not heard Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock's new band, Silk Sonic, leave the door open. It is like the jam. Oh my I gosh. listen to this and I'm like, dude, this is what I want in my life. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes. if you hungry, I got some filet. I'm like, dude, yes. Who is yeah. this person? <laughs> Where is he? See, and it's funny because if you and I were talking like this right now, it, when we were in MLM, just over a song, people would be like, okay. Why are you so obsessed with that song? We Like have, you're wasting time. We have body reps to sell. <laughs> you're wasting time. Quit being. Is, yeah. <laughs> Listening and dancing to Bruno Mars is not an income producing activity, yes. Roberta and Josie. Yes. I was going to say like, that. Kinda. That song won't make you any money. <laughs> And by promoting that song, you're doing exactly what you do in MLM. You just <sighs> like things and then share them. And I was like, that is not what we do in MLM, you big fat liar. No. over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors the weather's getting warmer so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles i have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks and i cannot say enough good things about the flow knit high-rise boyfriend jogger from quince seriously running errands doing school pickups swinging by the farmer's market or taking jaja for a stroll around the lake these bad boys are versatile I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester, and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard-approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a Cotton Modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect, effortless outfit. 
Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. National Voter Registration Day is kind of a big deal. It's a yearly, nonpartisan holiday celebrating our democracy, and it's all about getting as many people as possible to, that's right, register to vote. So why is that important right now? Well, sure, local and state elections may not get as much attention as the midterms or the presidential elections, but there's still a super important way for you to use your voice to make an impact and help shape the future of your community. And one of the best parts Registering to vote is really easy thanks to organizations like Headcount. Get registered there in minutes and you won't have to worry about registration deadlines in your state. And then you'll be ready to participate in all of your upcoming local, state, and federal elections. That really is a big deal. Head to headcount.org forward slash Spotify now to register. That's headcount.org forward slash Spotify. See at the polls. No. And you know what? I noticed over time, um, after being a few years in, like I stopped, I used to be very vocal about politics and I stopped all of that because you're not supposed to do anything that might be polarizing. Um, I, so I stopped sharing any of that. Uh, I would feel bad if I would make any type of post that wasn't about self-development or the MLM or the product itself. Like even just like sharing like the song that we love, I would have like not done that. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's not going to look good. Like my my team's going to see that they're going to see like it's not going to look good absolutely so (laughs) ridiculous yeah so that's the bite model you guys that's you can you can go and check it out and and maybe dive a little deeper and, and read some of the ones we didn't read um really the only ones I left out were ones that were like very overtly religious uh or culty in a way that MLM is not culty um but I mean Jeez, but they are man. cult. It's so culty. It really is. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Like- I didn't, I don't know about you. I don't know when you found out that, that psychologists and cult experts 
globally do refer to these companies as commercial cults because I remember hearing little things like that and I hadn't read the book yet or I didn't know about the bite model and I would just be like whatever okay that that's dramatic I can't say it was in a cult and then I was like oh my oh. god you guys are so dramatic oh. this is not a cult it's a business <laughs> and I'm the CEO and so is she and, and then I realized too. later on when I was out I'm like oh wait a minute I wasn't a cult this is why I feel like this it blew my mind I I could not believe it the moment I realized I was in a cult, uh, it was in July of 2017. I left in September of 2017. So it was about two months before I left. I was sitting on the couch uh, with my family. And I think it was my husband uh, and I were sitting on the couch and we were watching Leah Remini's Scientology, The Aftermath. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there in complete silence. And I was obsessed with cults and Scientology and all of this long before. I have a friend who survived. Same. The whole thing. Why I didn't see any of it? Because I'm the perfect person to. I know we thought we were educated, class. right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, and I'm sitting here and I'm watching this, and all of a sudden, like, I get this incredible, overwhelmingly, like, bad feeling that, go, like, coldness through my body, cool. like, and I just like these horrible chills. And I started crying like involuntarily, like I couldn't stop it. It was like, it's coming, get ready. And it's coming. And my husband uh, looked over at me and he goes, are you okay? And I just like looked at him and I was like, I'm in a call. (laughs) And I knew, like, I knew at that moment I was watching this episode and I was like, oh my God, I'm in a cult. And from that day forward, even though I was still in what I did, like you said, you just don't go live as many times as you were. Maybe I was going live once or twice a day. Now, maybe just once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having like big sales, like, Hey guys, I'm just trying to take my inventory down a little bit before <laughs> I do this random thing. That's probably not true. So I'm just trying to get rid of these, this one thing. So if anybody wants them, I'm selling it at wholesale. And I was like, just get this out, get rid of this inventory as a guise that I'm just discontinuing a style or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that. And then I started like selling to my team, like, oh, did you guys want to come over here? I just have way too much stuff. Come on over. Oh, you need leggings? I can send you a mystery pack of leggings. I'll give you 10 bucks off, you know, free shipping. Giving Because I knew I was like, I got to get this stuff out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But and I, I will I say like, knew I was in a cult and I was just like, <laughs> I don't know what else to do other than slowly work my way toward the door. I, Leah Remini's show was one of the only television shows I watched during my time in MLM. And I remember watching that and it getting that feeling like you did like, oh my gosh, like you're realizing something big. But for me, I actually applied it more to religion and how I was raised. And then I think I also applied it to the first company, but not the whole MLM industry yet. And I, oh, and see, that's what worries me too. Cause like you, I loved learning about cults and watching all these documentaries before I ever joined MLM. And yet I still fell prey to one. And so now, even now I'm like, okay, I think I know some things, but I could be taken for a scam easily, you know? And and so it's scary. Like I avoid certain groups or I avoid all groups, to be honest. Like I, um, I just, yeah, it's said I'm just a lot more hesitant with things. Um, yeah, it's just, just like that guarded. guard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jinx. Just a little <laughs> more guarded where I'm like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Let me get back to you on that real quick. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Google. I'm like, couldn't find anything on Google. Hey, friends. Uh, I asked my anti-MLM friends. I'm like, do you guys know about this? Oh, girl, that's okay. That's what I thought. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, just kidding. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just... I like being on this side of it. I like educating. I hope that people are learning things. I hope that people are are finding your channel and my channel and going, oh, yes, this is 100% how I feel about things. And you know, like they are cults. They might not be forcing you to have sex with them unless you're in, you know, Nexium because they did that and they're an MLM and they had a sex cult. Um, yeah, they and they may not have this religious overtone, but maybe they do. Maybe they just have religious undertones that you don't recognize but if anything that Josie and I any of them even one you're like wait a second I implore you to listen watch Josie's channel watch my interview with her on the bite model find the the old podcast I was on and listen to that I'll link all those down below too so that you don't have to go searching for everything and you can and hear these these things and you can relate to these things because it's happening and you know, like you're saying, you don't talk about politics and I don't really talk about politics unless it deals with multi-level marketing. Oh, I do now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I do, uh, especially just as it relates to multi-level marketing. And I just, I think it's really important that people know what's happening and how connected it is and how Mm -hmm. everybody's protecting it. And yes. And the DSA is in bed with politicians. (laughs) Every single one of them, including our VP. So, Hey, Mm -hmm. It's sad. It's very scary. And and that's the thing. It's, we need a complete, we need complete reform in the U S because other developed countries have protections in place for their consumers, whereas we don't. And that's why these MLMs are allowed to prey on so many vulnerable men and women. Um, I will say it's, it is, there's so much freedom on the other side. If somebody's like in one or they're like starting to distance themselves, like we did, you know, like now, like I work on my passion projects. Like I go to edit a video and I, I don't have an upline breathing down my neck or like a certain quota I have to hit, or I don't have any of the cult like tactics being used on me. And that is freedom. And I don't feel guilty for sitting down and watching a show or just everything. You don't realize how it seeps and has a ripple effect into every area of your life until you're out and done with the entire industry. Yeah. And you know, my experience, like it's just, it's, it's, it's a completely different thing on the outside. It's just, oh man, it's so freeing. Yes. The deadlines that I have are self-imposed. I don't have, like you said, I don't have anyone breathing down my neck going like, where are you? Why aren't you doing this? Um, or did you place your order? Right. You know, I'm like, Ooh, I got five hours with nothing to do. I could watch a show or listen to a <laughs> podcast or do this stuff, or I can sit and edit at least the sound of like four or five podcasts and at least get them drafted. And then guess what? I can do a whole weekend of doing all these podcasts and recording when my daughter's at her dad's house and recording and, and just being like next interview. And then, and then I don't have to work for like two weeks because everything is scheduled. Yeah. And I can take spring break off with my kid and we can go do fun stuff in the middle of the day. And I know that my podcast or whatever I'm doing is already handled. And don't be fooled y'all by the trips because those trips look really fancy, but you are working. <laughs> you are working. And they're not free. I, it cost me between three and $4,000 to go on my free cruise with LuLaRoe. Whoa. Whoa. I had to get, I had to get airfare for my husband and I, I had to get an Uber. It was Uber was a hundred dollars 
each time we got in that Uber and we rode four Ubers, $400. Cause where we flew in and where the port was, it's like an hour and a half away. So I had to fly in, but we got to take an Uber, but it's the middle of the night. Cause the boat leaves in the morning. So we have to get a hotel room. It was like Barry Bates motel, like in a swamp. I was like, what is happening? Um, <laughs> Florida. I don't know what's going on. Um, oh. <laughs> I was like, uh. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, another hundred dollars to get to boat. And then all of the excursions are like $200 a person. So that's $400 plus every time we got off the boat to do whatever we were doing. Plus the drink package. Cause it wasn't included. And I wasn't going to not have drinks unlimited mm-hmm. the whole time I'm there. So that was another right. couple hundred bucks per person. And then we got like an, an upgraded food package. Now, mind you, all of this stuff is extra, but if I'm going on vacation, I want it to be fun. I want to have a good time. Um, I could have done the quote unquote free trip and just sat on the boat and did nothing, but I still needed to take the the airfare and the Uber and the hotel room. Yeah. All of that because I don't live in Florida and I didn't have any options and it's not paid. There's some of these people that are like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's all inclusive. My airline and everything was paid for. And I'm like, okay, that's not how it is for everyone. If that's how it was with you, that's whatever. But these trips are not free. No, and you know, we, we had to pay airfare and, um, yeah, if we wanted to do any excursions that costs extra, but I just remember all the conferences they would have, uh, you know, during the, I, there, I would like, I remember I was only in my like third year, second year, I was still under that, that veil of like, oh, this is amazing. And I was like, I'm not going to these conferences. This is supposed to be vacation. And everyone thought I was kind of like, really, you're not going. And I'm like, no, yes, I'm going to go guilt. do something. Yeah. And then you're also supposed to use the trips as a recruitment opportunity. So you are nonstop taking pictures and live videos of your trip. Oh, so you can wow. post it online to recruit newbies to be like, look what they give me. And it's, it's really exhausting. Well, it would be like pictures that was like, Hey guys, look where I'm at next year. You've got to be here with me. And I remember, yeah, I remember like uplines, not if you got to go on those trips, they would be upset. If you tried to like take social media time away and not post, they would be, they would not be happy with you. I mean, honestly, the whole cruise was just people on their phones, like yes. missing everything around them because they're taking selfies of me in the jacuzzi. And here's a picture of my drink. And here's a picture of my toes. All the, the vacations were like that. Every single vacation picture that you could then post those photos for the next couple months to be like throwback Thursday to that time I was in the Bahamas with my feet in the sand <laughs> oh my god you have to be there with me now is the best time to join this business let's get you on this cruise for 2022 and you're just like <gasps> I mean it's all recruitment it's yep. all recruitment it's all recruitment make money without that it's exhausting all of my money was made in recruiting I don't know how much your businesses did when I was the witness in the LuLaRoe lawsuit, they pulled these numbers up and I was like, Oh my God. Um, I spent $78,000 in wholesale and I sold about 83,000. Wow. I made about five grand, but I had over $65,000 in recruiting bonuses. Oh yeah. No, if I earned say like 2000 a week, only like 200, maybe 250 of that was from product sales. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And people Uh, don't understand that when these people are like, it doesn't, you don't have to recruit. You can sell the product. I'm like, you have to sell like 800 lipsticks a month. (laughs) Do you know 800 people that need lipstick or I don't know, 400 people that need two lipsticks, like good luck, good luck. Because very quickly 
within the first three months, when your warm market dries up because your mom doesn't need any more lipstick and your sister doesn't need any more fat wraps and your, you know, your, your brother doesn't need any more cell phone services, <laughs> your dry, it dries up your warm market of people that love you and want to support you dries up. And now you're on your own. Now you got to run ads. Now you got to spend money because nobody wants it. You got, mm-hmm. how are you going to make that money? How do you make it? Cause you're making $8 a day. If you're lucky. Oh, by recruiting. And everyone goes, oh, well, if you want to make the real money, you got to have a team. And you're like, okay, but when I joined, you said I didn't need a team. Well, you don't need a team, but if you want to make money, you need a team. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a second. That's not what you said. And <laughs> double speak again. <laughs> yeah. And people hear those, those numbers, like making 2000 a week. I don't make 2000 a week now, like, you know, um, but it's, there are some things that where money is not worth it where money is not worth it. And people, I know that sometimes in my comments on my YouTube video, I get people who are like, you were so ungrateful. And how could you walk away from that? Well, first I didn't necessarily walk away. Like the the MLM imploded on itself. Like many of them do, and you don't keep earning that income. Um, But also it's just, you, when you start to wake up even a little bit, you realize that like, oh, wait, no, it doesn't matter how positively my team thinks they're not going to have, the majority will not have this success and it's not their fault. Like they tell you it is. Yeah. It's, it's just really insidious and it's, uh, it's a cult. It's absolutely a cult. I think you and I have proved that at least three times now. <laughs> it's a cult. At least <laughs> I need to send all of these links to Steven and be like, Steven, message me back. Talk to me. <laughs> Maybe I got to call. I don't know how many favors I got to call in, but uh, yeah. Oh, and then the other thing uh, I have a, a, I don't know, again, I record these, but I don't know when they get put into the schedule until like, you know, until it's ready to go. So I don't know if this will air before or after this one I'm about to talk about, but I actually sat down and did the math last weekend using income disclosure statements and figured out what the MLMs I could find income disclosure statements on make per hour as a part-time job. So that was really fun. That episode will be coming out. Either it already has come out or it'll be coming out after this. Um, but then I think Alonda, uh, the hunt, the recovering Hunbot, which she needs to come on my show too. I need to message her. I love her. <laughs> her if you read our messages, it's like, you need to come on my show. And she's like, yeah, just let me know when I'm like, okay. And then it's like eight days later. Oh, I never got back to you. You need to come on my show. Sounds great. Just tell me when, like, that's what our text messages look like. Uh, but she just did a post, uh, a video about how much you would have to actually sell to hit those numbers that they claim they make nice. without recruiting, like without a team bonus or without a recruiting bonus. And oh it's so, it's fantastic. I'll link oh. that video as well because. Yeah, I want to see that because yeah. I love her videos. I love her deep dives. And that's the thing, numbers don't lie. And that's why yes. when you're in the MLM, they constantly tell you, no, 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 don't go look up all this outsider information. Don't Google the company, nothing. Cause you're just going to see haters who left us bad reviews and no, you're actually going to see numbers and facts and logic. <laughs> and that's what they're scared of. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, cause I think this video probably already would have come out, uh, But I will tell you out of all the 14 MLMs that I deep dove into their income disclosure and how much they made hourly, Mm -hmm. I will tell you that the worst one was Melaleuca at 10 (gasps) cents an hour. 
And the best one was Monet at $1.62 an hour. And this is for part-time. This is 20 oh. hours a week, which is less than three hours a day. So if you're which working tell more you. than three hours a day, then yeah. you need to do additional math on top of my math because I just did it for 20 hours a week. And they always promote that you can have a full-time income with part-time work. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how you have a full-time income at 10 cents an hour without a recruiting bonus. <sighs> you oh, don't. That's what the average person is earning in Melaleuca is 10 cents an hour. That's so tragic. <laughs> um, in terms of whether or not that's a fair wage, um, prison wages start at 23 cents an hour. <gasps> oh, so that's Melaleuca. the kind of education I'm doing over here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm math dumb and I could figure it out. So same. <laughs> I did have, I to actually... have my math smart friend double check my work. You know what? I did one of those math things and one of those math things where I was like in one of my videos in the intro, I was like, I think it was Rodan and Fields. And I was like, so basically part-time after looking at their income statement, if you work this many hours a year, that gets you like 300 and something dollars a year. And even my math there was often somebody in the comments was like, wait, it's actually yada, yada, which I think it was like less or a tiny bit more. And I was like, okay, I suck. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't do numbers, but it's ridiculous. It's yes. Uh, based on my research with the income disclosure statements I could find for Rodin and Fields, uh, you make 81 cents an hour with Rodin and Fields. So a little better than Melaleuca, not quite as good as Monet though. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, you know, okay. So have you watched anything on Alexis Sharkey? Um, sort of. I need to message Monica because I think Monica needs to be a guest on my show and we need to do true crime and MLM mm -hmm. because I mean, she's the queen of MLM true crime, I think. So I would love to have her and talk about that one and Travis Alexander. And I've just watched uh, several things of her, of Alexis Sharkey's, uh, you know, what happened. It's very sad. She and was, I, I, I don't, I don't, I only re was like on Thanksgiving or a couple of days after Thanksgiving, her body was found. Yeah. You know, I wonder what was going on in the background that she was way too scared to talk about and, and to show any type of, um, negative negativity at all to, because that would affect her team. Yeah. And I, I think about like people like Shanann Watts, Whew, same sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. living this fake life for the people watching where everything is tumultuous and rocky and scary when the camera turns off. You know, I plan to do, I plan to do a little documentary on both of them respectfully, of course. Yes, um, and which is why I'm being asking in, Monica to help me. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say them being in, in an MLM had nothing to do with their deaths. Like I've had people all the time in the comments who are like, that MLM caused their deaths. And I'm like, that is very irresponsible yeah, to say. no. I mean, um, it's definitely a factor or not necessarily the MLM, but the aftermath of being in an MLM can add increased stresses. It can cause tension for sure. Tensions, yes. But and, they didn't deserve that. And oh, it's not, not, yeah, it's not an not. excuse for the killers. Absolutely for me, not. Um, I remember going through Shanann's Facebook, which I'm surprised they left up, but girl, I thought I was posting a lot. I remember counting. She posted, uh, over 13 times in one day. 
she was posting Jeez. so much all that. And it's like, people don't realize like when, cause I think she was earning maybe around like 70, 80,000 a year. Um, and people just don't realize like when you get up there, you, you do have so much pressure on you from the company and your upline and it's, it takes over your entire life. It absolutely does. And, um, yeah, you know, there's so many psychological aspects about being in these high demand, high pressure groups like Colts and MLMs. Um, and I don't think a lot of people correlate those things. Of course, she doesn't deserve to die because she sold vitamin stickers. Of course not. But everything that led up to that point, like everything was a factor. And it makes you think like, maybe if she wasn't in a high pressure group, maybe it wouldn't have gotten to that point. Maybe it would have, you don't know. Um, it's horribly tragic. Um, the fact that it happened at all is, I mean, I remember seeing that on the news and I, and, 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 and I I heard his voice from the kitchen and I said, he did it. Mm -hmm. My husband's like, what? Like, this is live right now. I said, no, he did it. 100%. He did it. Mm -hmm. He did it. Um, I think it's, I didn't even know there was an MLM aspect at that point. Um, but yeah. Have you watched that documentary they did on Netflix about her and Chris? Um, I believe so. I should probably watch it again. He was creepy. They, they had a a video of him from like a long time ago when he was, I don't know if he was doing like a thesis or what, but he was presenting his thoughts on like love and what, or something. And it was, I was like, this guy's a creep. I think it would have happened regardless. I need to watch that again. I think I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Yeah. I watched it twice because multiple things (laughs) as a single mom does. I'm like, Grilling a grilled cheese, watching a thing, right. listening to a podcast, paying bills. <laughs> I'm bound to drop one or two of these juggling balls every now. Absolutely. And then. Thank you for yeah. having me. Of course, you're amazing. I love. I, I just. I feel like I just need to do a Zoom call with you at least once a month just to talk, not record. I know for real. Because I miss for you for real, and you're not. I don't talk to anybody. Media, so. <laughs> I know. I'm just gonna send you my phone number so you can just text me whenever you want. Sounds good. You that can text better. me. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Well, thank I you need for to talking to me about Colts and thank you for talking to me about all this stuff. And of course, I would love to come on your show again. Wonderful. You are one of my favorite creators. Oh, um, you're so sweet. Your beautiful face and lovely. Oh, and I will say you would some in one of these anti-MLM groups, you were in there or someone was sharing your stuff and they're like, oh my God, I love her. Um, they were like, I love that girl. She's Hispanic like me. And I was like, and I popped in, I was like, she's Kenyan. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> and they're like, huh? And I was like, she's my friend and she's Kenyan. <laughs> she's cute. not Latin. She's not Mexican. She's not Guatemalan. She's Kenyan. Completely different. My country. husband is Latin. Completely different land mass. <laughs> my husband's Argentine, but yeah, no, I'm Ooh, Kenyan. I do get that spicy. a lot though. I, I get the, um, I get that, the, the Latin, which is, I think, cause my, when I straighten my hair, but it's all good it's because you're beautiful and people are like what is she you're so besides gorgeous I'm like (laughs) she's my friend you're so sweet you're looking really good too sis you're looking good well you'd be very surprised how much weight you lose when you're very stressed out so I'm not doing anything except for eating less because I forget yeah (laughs) not even intentional I lost a lot of weight during my divorce it was stressful yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Take you know, care take of everything yourself. one day at a time and 
Yes. And Even this podcast is very cathartic for going through that. And like people reach out to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I heard. And oh. I was like, yeah, no problem. Like, thanks for reaching out and talking to me. And, oh, you know, I've said it before. It's a good thing. Um, right. You know, he and I are just very different people who fell out of love and it's okay. Sorry. You know, it was very, the div- obviously divorce is extremely hard, even harder if you have children. Uh, and I would say that like the year and a half that I was going through the divorce was a nightmare and so stressful. But after, oh, life was just so good. So good. A big weight, a lot of stresses. Um, he's doing great too. So, you know, good. I just, you know, not every relationship is meant to last forever. And nope. it's very nope. amicable. And uh, I don't like to say bad things about him because he doesn't deserve that. And, uh, you know, our story is ours alone. So, right. Other Absolutely. than that, like, co-parenting and we're existing and I think it's a good thing for both of us actually and we're staying friends so that's a win I think it's a win too (laughs) well I will text you or email you and we will get you scheduled on mine because I can't wait to have you back and hear about all the, the stuff legal proceedings oh, because yeah, we'll talk about the LuLaRoe when you when I interviewed you the first time you couldn't talk about it because um, the, everything was ongoing right 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 yeah okay so I can talk about I can I can talk about my experience and and I want people to see, to see the ugliness of this with the lawsuits and all that disgusting behavior because that happens all the time yeah I, it's a very interesting place I've I've positioned myself in in this world <laughs> um I'm like okay Five years ago, I was a hairstylist. Now I'm an anti-MLM advocate who's like an expert witness in pyramid scheme lawsuits and like working with media and like investigators. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm like, I didn't sign up for this either, but I actually am okay with, with this. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. I know it's very weird. I'm always like, this is weird. I'm doing YouTube and sometimes the comments get really hateful and, but I'm just going to keep going, but it's interesting. Yeah, I think that's my main objection from jumping into YouTube is even more disgusting comments from people. I already yeah. combat those comments on the Vice Doc. I pop in there on my YouTube account <laughs> and I'm like, uh, hi, that's me you're talking about. So you can go ahead and say it to my face. And they yeah. change their tone very quickly. Oh, yeah. well, you are so, so brave of you. So now, uh-huh. that's what I thought. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. Oh my gosh. I'm like, no, man. No. Maybe 40, like my first 40 years, maybe I would have cried over those comments. But my second 40 years, I'm like, hi. Did you have something <laughs> to say to my face? <laughs> right. Step up, step up. Um, yeah. let me know when when you get this up and I'll share yeah, it on sure. my channel. For sure. I love you, sis. I so love good you talking too. to you. Yes, so wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much. You're amazing. You're welcome. I will talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.